Hello everybody and welcome to Casual Cognition. We have a fun one for you today. Hank and I do a little reflecting on the past year of podcasting, how much we've enjoyed it, and how our thoughts and feelings around it have evolved. I also get to nerd out a little bit about this awesome keyboard I've been playing around with, and of course we throw in a little bit of this and that to spice things up, so stick around. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Ew. Boom. Now we're good. Now we're live for the for the cast. Now we're good. We had we had um, a wardrobe malfunction from Nate, so we had to cut out that the beginning of our previous attempt. I don't think so. I mean the video the video is still going so the wardrobe malfunction is still there. It's it's not actually there. I didn't actually well, have my the, penis out. We don't out, have Hank. the audio for it. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, you know, I came on here I to was commentate just on your nip slip. <laughs> I, I I came on here to commentate on the the issue with uh with with uh, I think it's Jeffrey Tubin, I think that's his name, Tubin. You know the, you, you I'm sure you heard about this. You keep up with current events, right? Dude, I have no idea what you're talking about. So this is actually pretty great. Um, so this reporter was on Zoom, and they were having a, um, you know, a talk and. They took a break, and Mr. Tubin thought that the that his camera was off, and he proceeded to walk over to a different computer and begin masturbating on camera for all of the Zoom conference to see. And yikes! As an update to that very hilarious and fun story. He just recently came on to, I think, something on CNN because he got fired from his job. <clears throat> and unsurprisingly, unsurprisingly. Um, but uh, see, this is this is actually I, I actually do have a point to this. This is not just worthless nonsense banter. This is both of a hilarious story and it has a moral. Um, so he. You know, he 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 thought the camera was off. He went and masturbated for a brief period of time until he realized that the camera was still on. Um, but the point is, he started he started you know he started choking the chicken, um, and the thing was, whenever he went on to this interview. The the gal, this is a, honestly, it's a legendary video. You need to look it up. She basically d- describes to him what happened. So she goes, for for those who are unaware, for those viewers who are unaware, you were on a, a Zoom call, and you thought you y'all took a break, and you uh, you began masturbating. Like she like went over the whole shit, and she's like right in front of him, and. Tubin is sitting there, you know. I this guy has got to have, I mean, it, 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 
they probably noticed he was masturbating because of the size of his massive gargantuan balls for him to come on and and actually have somebody like describe to him about jacking off on the fucking camera and then without missing a beat he starts going like yes and i've i've been um i've been working on myself i've taken some time off and uh I'm I'm doing therapy. I'm uh I'm I'm doing some charity work, and he's like talking about all this stuff that he's doing to like recompense for masturbating. And it's just like, like from from one perspective, it's like, okay, it's 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 okay to laugh at this goofball. It's totally okay. I think it's 100% in the realm of reasonability to give him shit and maybe even fire him. I'm not even so sure that it's okay to fire him. I I can't remember if it was like on live television, then yeah. I can't remember if it was that or if it was like, like a private like staff meeting or something like that. So I'd have to think about that. But the main thing that I thought about when I looked at this story was how ridiculous it was that he was talking about how he was like, doing like charity work and like like trying to like like perform like reparations like community service based stuff for jacking off and and people were buying it it was just like oh yeah okay so he's doing his he's doing his due diligence for society for showing his dong on zoom it's just like hey people pay for this meanwhile shit. he's jacking it in the in the bathroom in between the fucking <laughs> he's at the humane society bathroom <laughs> <laughs> spanking it. exactly in the soup kitchen just fucking <laughs> just spanking it that's yeah, um, no, it, it, but it was, what's it the was moral just, dude? it was funny to me <laughs> well the, the moral of the story is i guess it's less of a moral but more of a commentation on how ridiculous i think it is to um like how the masturbation is considered like, oh, this is a bad thing. Like, he did something wrong. He did this bad thing. And, like, okay, the the masturbation part wasn't the bad thing. It was the the public part. It's like taking a shit in public or something like that. It's like (laughs) the, the, the masturbation part wasn't the problem. The problem was that he... Like, this is, like, improper Zoom etiquette and improper timing. It's like, okay, you know, it... Definitely. You're not going to... You're not going to keep your, your Zoom camera on on your phone as you go and take a shit in the bathroom and expose that that side of yourself to people. That's... Dude, I'm not even going to have the mic. You got to fucking mute, dude. You don't want to get those plops on the... <laughs> I, on the audio, like. I must say I'm I am guilty of that it, from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Well, luckily but, you, you haven't know, done you it on what, the podcast you know what I'm yet. No, I haven't done it on the podcast. Yeah, yet. for sure. I mean, yeah. I think I think the thing here is really like, I mean, how fucking clueless do you have to be to jack it with your with your camera on? Like to me, See, that's this is high quality. That's like a banter that's right a here. fireable offense. <laughs> it's a fireable offense to be like that fucking clueless. Fireable. Honestly, like it's, it's so easy offense. to turn off your fucking video. 
<laughs> it's like, a come on, dude. Wolf. It's not. <laughs> You're so fucking dumb yeah. that this is a fireable offense. <laughs> this is going to hold up in yeah, court. It's... You can't even take me to court. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of my view on it. Like, it's so... And, and, like, it's two things. It's, like, that level of just complete obliviousness. And then also, like, you couldn't wait until the meeting was over to jack it. Like, you had to jack it in the, like, five-minute coffee break that you have, like, in between the meeting uh, session, hey, you know, like... Don't, don't judge, bro. <laughs> don't, don't be judging. Maybe maybe sometimes you just gotta answer the call of nature, you know? <laughs> oh, I'm so glad this is this is our first, like, legit video <laughs> recording, so, so <laughs> the people who check it out on video will have a, a nice little little bonus there. <laughs> this time I really did bust out my penis. Um So, Nate, what? Our everyone who's been listening to this podcast for any length of time knows that we keep an extremely strict uh schedule. We always sticking directly to the topic. We have we know everything that we're going to talk about before we begin. But this time we've gone way, way, way beyond our allotted time for opening banter. So I think we're going to have to just, you know, restart the recording. I... Nah, just fucking with you. <laughs> I thought that this this whole episode was opening banter. I thought that that was that was the thing. I I actually warned you and the people of this in one in, an, in a, a prior episode where I said that there will come an episode where I just attempt to make the entire hour and a half nothing nothing but banter, nothing but opening banter, and I keep on alluding to the fact that we're going to get to the subject, but I never do. Oh yeah, I remember that. Uh, however, I, I didn't get away with it this time, but I will one day. <laughs> Not this time. I foiled your plans because we have some important stuff to be talking about right now. Okay, very important stuff. Okay, clue For me. People in. who don't know, Nate and I have been making this podcast for over a year okay so this is kind of a celebratory moment as we look back on the last year see the seeds that we have sown and take a little bit of time to reflect we were going to do this at the end, but I feel like we can just do this and then go go from there. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter when we do it because this is uh, a pretty open-ended episode. But, you know, I, I have been thinking about this a little bit 
since we decided to do this podcast. And it's always very fun to me to be able to reflect on something like this. And it's it's kind of hard sometimes. Sometimes it's like, <clears throat> like if you don't have a, a schedule like we do, it's a little difficult to reflect on the actual passage of time. Whereas with this, you can look back and say, oh, you know, we started on this date. We were going out every two weeks until this date. And then from then on, it was weekly. So we can actually track like, okay, there's a full year of this. Um, we're almost at 52 at this point. I'm trying to remember exactly where we're at. I think it's 49. So, you know, there's 52 weeks in a year. So we're almost at a year of weekly um, podcast cumulatively. And mm. it's, it's pretty mind-boggling to be able to look back in that way because you can look or I can look back and think, okay, when we first started this, this is what I was doing. This is where I was. This is what I was thinking with the cast. This is what I was hoping for. This is what I was scared of. And all that stuff is now behind me. And it's been replaced by all sorts of other things. But, like, my world is entirely different from when I first started the podcast. And because I've been working on this thing so much, I can, like, more actively think and remember of the time that I started, that we started. So it's just like, it's a little bit more concrete in my mind as a memory. And I can think a little bit more solidly about my progression over the course of this year, not just from the standpoint of the podcast, but also in other ways, especially artistically. So I've, I've been really enjoying that reflection period. So give me your introduction on this. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's cool that you mention how the set of hopes, fears, expectations, all of that kind of thing has changed over the last year. And I think that's something that would be interesting for us to explore a little bit and share with with our listeners um because you know w when we started the podcast we actually we weren't really sure exactly what we were doing and that is definitely still the case however we are kind of <laughs> zoning in and getting closer to the our final form like we're we're like fusion we're in the fusion ha process and um so i think like yeah it's, it's just been really cool to see like how our priorities have kind of changed and how or they haven't really changed that much but they've gotten like more specific right so you know we have this like one of the things we've talked about a lot is this like we wanted to create an ecosystem 
that uh, supports creative expression and also at the same time counterbalancing that with a forum for like learning and developing at the same time right so you have this kind of counterbalance of like uh, you could kind of think about it as like the right brain left brain dichotomy right and I think that's still something that I find in this podcast that is very like near and dear to me and it's still kind of one of the intentions um, and but there's there's been this thing that where it's gone more into the and which is actually kind of surprising it's gone like more into the creative expression stuff versus like the practical learning i mean we we do that more like in the podcast and then we do more creative expression kind of stuff like in the in the community and that's something that i find very interesting and uh but i i would like to see um i mean and and i guess yeah we we i think we've still maintained a pretty a pretty solid blend of those of those things but it just it it always turns out different than you than you like envision it you know what i mean yeah i think everything when you're when you're starting a creative endeavor it's like inevitable that it's going to turn into something different than what you intended and it's been true of every single creative pursuit I've ever done um, you know you you come in with an idea of what it should be and even if you like strive to the best of the of your ability to make it that thing that original exact intention it's never it's never precise. It's never like a perfect representation of what you first went into in in the project. And so the same is true for this podcast. And for this, it's, it's honestly, it's more along the lines of like, I didn't really know. I had a few ideas of what I intended with the thing but I didn't really know exactly where it was going to go. And I'm not entirely sure where it's going to go in the future. I think that um, I know that there's a ton of growth to be had. I mean, you know, we uh, our blessed listeners, I, I, I love them to death, but we, we got to get more listeners and that will allow us to have more engagement. And, um, you know, create more um, more capability to have that that sort of um, creative space that we have always wanted to build, where there's a little bit more of a community aspect, and you know that just requires numbers and time, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I think that ultimately speaking, like. What I really wanted out of the podcast in the very beginning was to turn like, oh yeah, you and me having a conversation into some kind of 
expression, some kind of artistic expression, because we always had such great conversations and we enjoyed them. And we spent hours upon hours doing it. Um, and I, I just wanted to turn that into a, into something, into something that we could share with other people. And from that perspective, I, I think that we've done exactly what I intended to do, which is share the relationship that you and I have and the interests that you and I have and the um, <clears throat> the dynamic, which also actually spreads to the guests that we have on because what, we, what we're essentially trying to share is like a conversational dynamic. It's almost like a, it's like a linguistic tennis match. And... Um, where we're not trying to, <laughs> except it's yeah, not adversarial yeah, in nature. Maybe maybe more like a linguistic. Um, what is it? I mean, the, it's the paddle, the paddle game, ball, right? the beach paddle ball, where you're, you the point is to try and keep it going <laughs> for as long as possible. Yeah. It's like a linguistic yes. paddle ball match yeah. <laughs> or game, not match. Nice. But um, so yeah, and, and that that dynamic, I think we've tried to bring to the guests that we have on too and so that's that's the the fun part um about our conversation or not the fun part but one of the special things about our conversational dynamic that we can uh we can spread around and it becomes its own kind of thing its own style of like hey we've got this set of yeah. things this large set of things that we're interested in and we love to sort of bounce off of people. Let's do it with you. Let's let's talk about your creative process. Let's talk about your struggles with resistance. Let's talk about your um, issues in your 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 past tra- traumas and and how you get over it. Let's talk about your um, you know dietary stuff. Let's talk about your opinions about history and about human nature you know there's there's all these different things that we can um we can enjoy spreading to the guests that we have on and sort of like do the exact same thing that you and i have been doing for years but with a a completely new set of inputs you know yeah and i'm really excited to uh, in the future, because we've we've done one three-way conversation so yeah, far. Yeah, I haven't gotten it out had, yet because my stupid uh, laptop is still on the fritz. But I will get it out. I promise. Yeah. So coming coming up, we we have a three-way conversation uh, with Peter. Peter and I are in like the same room, and then we're talking with you. So that was super interesting, really cool, and I'm very curious to see what we can do with that in the future but i also wanted to go back to something that you mentioned before because it's been kind of a interesting like um almost like sticking point uh in in our journey in the podcast that i've noticed which is like this thing with with numbers right like so when we first started like we were doing this bean counting thing yes where uh we were like you know looking at the analytics app 
and we were like, whoa, somebody from fucking Argentina <laughs> like tuning in. Like, whoa, that's super cool. And like, so that was pretty, pretty interesting in the beginning, just like seeing, wow, there's literally people all over the world listening to this. And, and then it got to the point where it was like, where we realized like, okay, but this is also like a trap. Yeah. This is, we could easily just go in here and look at it every day. Five times kind of as many, we, and as we realized much time. Like, staring at the analytics than I do actually working on the podcast and making it better. <laughs> right. So, so then, so there's that, right. And then there's also this thing that I've noticed in myself, which is like, I wish that I could just not care about the numbers at all. It's like, I'm, I'm just so grateful for the people who are already coming in and listening and for, the amazing people that are engaged in our community and even the people who are just listening like it's amazing it's yeah. really really cool and i want that to just be enough and it is but at the same time like if if this is going to be a viable um like work opportunity for us then like we need to care about the numbers and we need to spread um to get more more listeners because it uh it gives us op opportunities to be able to uh make make some money with like patrons or you sell out hank how dare whatever. you i'm just kidding well, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, and that's the thing is, well, that's the thing is like that's the part that's the part of me that I'm like fighting yeah. against is that part that's like, oh, you're fucking, you just fucking, you just want money, huh? Like you just, but it's like, well, first of all, fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> right? Even though it's me, uh, and I love you anyways, but fuck you. No, I don't want and money. Like, I just but don't it's like, want dude, a day it, job. Well, that's the well, that's the thing is like if if we want this to to really flourish and become what we imagine it to be, then we need like it, it would be amazing if we could spend more time on it, but we have to spend time doing other things to get food on the table and those, those kinds of things. Right. And so there's this, like, there's this dilemma, I guess, of the part of me that's just like, dude, I mean, this is just amazing. The fact that we're even here, the fact that we have all these amazing people listening in and interacting. And then there's another part that's like, yeah, but what if like we could do this as a job and like employ other people to be creative and to keep building up this ecosystem and and moving on different platforms and and engaging with more people and like because another thing is like from the beginning we we really wanted we really want this to be an interactive experience right and yeah because we've we're starting off very small i mean our engagement rates with the amount of people we have listening are like insane yes, guy. they're like <laughs> unheard of right but like it's still it's we happen we, to know we're still really like a pretty people. small podcast yeah. yeah we're just super lucky in, in that regard right uh but but like so that's another part of it is like if as we grow we also we attract a more diverse 
um, environment and, and group of people. Yeah. So that's something that I think it'll just make, it'll just make the podcast better. So anybody listening, I hate to do this, but if you, if you (laughs) haven't already, you know, like done the buttons, like the subscribe and Smash the that five star rating and all that subscribe shit. Button. That's what they say. Right? <laughs> Smash that subscribe button. Exactly. And like, yeah, it's it's a weird thing, but like, just steal your mom's phone, <laughs> give us a five star rating on grandmothers. On, uh, grandmothers uh, have Apple no podcast. idea how to use their phones. I've said it once. I'll say it again. <laughs> steal your grandmother's phone. Use it to help us out. Doesn't cost you a dime. Doesn't cost her a dime. She'll never even know. Download like four different podcast app, put them way over on the fifth page of the screen, <laughs> and then listen and rate us each time. That's that's the way just, that you, you just can have it help going us. all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like being a Bitcoin so miner, like tries but to use for the phone and casual like, cognition. There's, there's people on here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, and and most importantly, unlike uh, a Bitcoin miner, you're not getting paid any money. You're getting paid in love, in Hank and Nate love. And I, if you if you <laughs> if you show me proof that you did that, I will personally come and give you a hug and present you a painting. That's a dude. That might you might you might uh, you might regret might saying that in the future. Like three years, like three five years, years from later, now, there's, there's like, like tens of thousands of people fucking <laughs> requesting. Nate, I stole you to my grandmother's phone. Like, get a bunch of random emails. I stole my grandmother's phone. I want my hug. I'm mining. I'm mining attention for you, and I expect my hug in a painting. I'll do my best. I, I'll give you prints. Um. Yeah, I mean, but, I think not everybody will will want that. So there'll be a maybe a select few. Maybe it'll be like the first the first uh, the first five people to steal their grandma's phone and and uh, do. You saying people don't want a hug said, from me? Gets, uh, from me, the magnanimous Nate. <laughs> you're saying you're saying that's not. No, dude, that doesn't have appeal, universal appeal. <laughs> I don't know if people want. I mean, you look a little. When's the last time you showered, dude? <laughs> <laughs> what are you, my girlfriend? Look a little greasy, dude. <laughs> a little, uh. a little stanky, dude. Maybe not everybody's into that zing, you know? That tang. <laughs> <laughs> I do get a tad bit, um, a tad bit greasy. I tend to. I, I tend to wash the hair every three days or so. It keeps it healthy every three to four days. Um, you, you shouldn't wash your hair every day, folks. I believe I've said it before on the podcast. Um, and Nate's not saying that you shouldn't shower every day. He's just saying that you shouldn't put like cleaning and conditioning product in your hair every day. There is some... Some thought to the idea that you shouldn't shower every day with soap um, due to the the skin microbiome. I'm not super, like, well-versed in it, 
but there is some um, some thought, some some uh, backed up thought to the idea that showering every day is not only not necessary but potentially uh, mildly harmful to your skin. Well, I think you need to make the distinction there because there's a difference between taking a shower and like I said with soap, scrubbing yourself with chemical with other chemicals other than H2O like cleaning agents. Yeah. Like the showering part and actually, is essentially I would just s- Oh, go ahead. The showering part is essentially just like washing like salt and dirt off of you. But once again, like it's not necessarily bad for your skin to have salt or dirt on it or you in general. Um, it's uh, it's just can be uncomfortable when you wear a shirt. So like a lot of. And when you go to sleep. Yeah. Nothing worse than going going in the sheets with a like a sticky sticky body when you got that like sweaty, <laughs> dirty grime on you and you fucking go in the sheets and you're like stick oh, that's the worst, dude. Dude, I hate you know that. I, I actually think I, I understand where you're coming from, but I don't. Um I I, sh- I should say I I understand why you say that, but I don't fully get it. And I think one of the big reasons is because, like, I just, I've just always been kind of a dirty person. And I, you know, I grew up on a horse yeah. ranch and I, I used to work on a horse ranch. I used to, I used to go, I don't know if I, if you were there in any of these times, but um, over at U of A, I used to roll up to the hookah bar just in my horse shit caked cowboy boots and my jeans and a wife beater, like straight off the fucking farm, and just walk into the back and start smoking hookah, and people just be like, "Nate, what are you doing?" Like, it was because I was horseshit. It didn't smell that bad, but people would just be like, "How do you fucking walk around like that? Like, just dirty as fuck." So I'm here's like the Linus deal, bud. From Charlie Brown. I'll- I'll I'll illuminate this for you. I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's the Please contrast. Do. So so here's the thing. If I was filthy and I was just like sleeping on the ground or like, you know, in like a dirty blanket or whatever, like I wouldn't give a flying fuck. But the contrast of clean sheets and my dirty fetid body, <laughs> it just and like the stickiness <laughs> it's it just it gets me dude if i was sleeping outside sleeping on the now street you're really or whatever, starting to sound like, like my girlfriend a blanket i i just wouldn't care like it it wouldn't i it wouldn't matter i could be covered in shit i, I literally don't give a shit but the yeah. contrast that's that's what gets me yeah i i understand that and once again like i actually like it, it it's probably just something that I've gotten used to because I also am a like hardcore night sweater. I have frequent night sweats. Um, uh, some nights are worse than others, but I'll sometimes wake up like literally like soaked. Even if even if the even if I'm not oh. 
like at all hot. Um, I've learned certain techniques that will aid me in this, like having my feet outside, which is a complete fucking pain in the ass. It really sucks to have cold ass feet. <laughs> but if I if I leave my sh- my feet outside the blankets, I tend to not sweat as much. But there's many times when I wake up and I I have to get out of bed, change my underwear, and go get a towel. And Oh shit. Yeah, it's it's really bad. Um and it sucks. Like I I, I have no idea what the what the issue and I, I know it's linked in some way to stress because if I'm really stressed out, I'm way more likely to have those night sweats. So that's so strange. Yeah, it's and and it you know what's really fucked up about it is that I I can you can literally like time it, and I have done this before, where I've I've checked on the time, um, and it's something in the the nature of like the trigger when my body falls asleep, so I won't sweat at all while I'm awake, and I'll be lying there, lying there, falling asleep, falling asleep, and then I'll fall asleep, and I've checked on this, and I'm, I'm not even kidding you. Within five minutes, I'll just flop sweat just completely like like yeah. just drains out of my body and and it's it's super Whoa. strange and it will keep me up at night and usually whenever i have a night like that i have to just completely keep my whole body out of the covers and i have to just sleep with no no blanket on and the fan <laughs> on which it sucks <laughs> because then i'm hell, cold dude. like i'm literally I, I have to go to sleep yeah. cold for my body not to sweat. It's fucking weird. That is so strange. Yeah. And my girlfriend can confirm all this too. Like she's seen how bad it is. I feel really bad for her sometimes because like she'll be sleeping next to me and sometimes she'll just be like, what the fuck? Like she's suddenly all wet. <laughs> oh God. Just like, oh man. It's terrible. It's a curse. Brutal. I have I have so many sleeping curses, dude. And on top of all of that, I'm a stomach sleeper. God damn it. <laughs> oh, you're one of those. I'm one of those freaks. Dude, I don't know if I I don't know if I can do this podcast with you anymore, <laughs> dude. That's worse than being left-handed. <laughs> No, I, stomach sleeper. I I have been I have been known to sleep on my tum tum occasionally. I normally uh, sleep. It's you always sleep, it's see never sleeping like on your fucking face back, down. you savage. Or like kind of like I'm like slightly rolled to the side. Is that is that am I right on that? Yeah. 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 So there was a while where I was just sleeping. Like a fucking vampire, dude. Like just perf, like coffin, just coffin style. Like hands crossed over on the back, over hands my chest. crossed over <laughs> on my back. <laughs> what the fuck? That's uh, that's even worse nah, than stomach sleeping. Dude. That's <laughs> fucked. That's some fucked up shit. Nah. Ah, that's weird. No, you gotta have. I'm your, pretty sure you were murdering uh, people. I was usually sleep. doing it like palms, palms facing up. To get some nice, just kind of being as stretched out as possible, but but 
<laughs> lately, I've been doing more <laughs> arms straight. But uh, lately, I've been doing more like what you were, what you showed, like kind of on the back, but turned slightly. <laughs> I, I honestly oh, hate man. You that you can actually Dude, sleep on your back. It seems. It's great. Like the only time I can ever sleep on my back it's is good. when I have like my noise canceling headphones on and I, I put on an audible something or a podcast or something, throw on the sleep timer and fall asleep to that. But inevitably within the hour, I will be awake and moving to my stomach. It's just like impossible mm. for me to stay asleep on my back. I actually think I, I get a Dude, little sleep apnea I just on my have back because to... I start to snore. Uh-huh. Mm. Like I said, sleep curses yeah, just, out I the have fucking to go back. But yeah, sorry, go go back. Just real quick. I just had when you made the pose of of uh, the sleeping pose. <laughs> I just had like a a flash and a wave of nostalgia for when we were for in high Sedona school, House? and I just remember. Yeah, I just remember like so many times after we would like have a part, you know, we would have a party and at the end of the night, the like the homies, like very close homies would all like they would all gather in my in my room with various mattresses and sleeping pads and different shit. And like, I don't know, dude, there's something that's so magical about those wee hours of the morning where we would like excitedly discuss the events of the night or we would get into like a philosophical conversation similar to some of the ones that we would have on this podcast um or you know run from the police like or take tremendous doses of benadryl to try and hallucinate you know whatever whatever came to our minds <laughs> oh man we gotta do we gotta do an episode like blast from the past episode where we like where we, we have tell we have a segment it's called stories, story time cause... right we'll we'll get we'll get to that but i think specifically to do because there was so many funny funny sh- shits from high school Dude, we got all people. If you're, if this is the first episode that you're listening to, just go back (laughs) and listen to something else where we actually talk about stuff, because this is we're uh, having fun this time, people. This is this is for Hank and I. Okay, you're just you're privileged. You're privileged to be a part of this. No, No, this is a little less philosophical than we normally get. But, I mean, hey, if you want to get into the more serious yeah. stuff, I can go into the the keyboard. Yeah, that would actually be cool. So, so yeah, so you, you are engaged currently in a new process, uh, and it is engaging uh, both your learning and creative apparati that might be a little too much to say but apparati. uh i'm pretty sure that's right i thought it was apparatus apparati. this one actually 
I, I'm not sure. I just know octopus is octopi yeah, and cactus, cactus is, is cacti. You're right, you're right. It makes it makes sense. So, I've just never heard the word apparatus. But makes me skeptical. <laughs> neither, neither have I. But that's also what I love about English is you can, you can do just that make kind of shit, shit up. Like that sounds that's right. Why that's why Shakespeare is like. One of the most legendary playwrights. Of course, he wrote good plays, he but he also just fucking up made up words all the time. <laughs> well, that's the thing is it made words. sense. He oh, just made man. it up, yeah, but it it's didn't like, make any hmm, sense there's not a context, word for this. I'm going to make a word for it. Right. Yeah. Okay, so you're, you're, you're diving in, dude. Diving I, in. Let's. Could you just uh, could you share a little bit with our lovely listeners, what you've been engaged in uh, learning and w- how you plan to use that uh, for creative expression. Yeah, so I, I'd say it was about a year, year and a half ago, I had, actually no, now that I think about it, it must have been two years or more ago because this was before I got the hernia. Um, I was talking to my friend, Bo, who I had on the podcast. Um, his parents had this keyboard in their, basically, storage closet, and they had it in there for years. And I had been thinking for a while about trying to learn the piano, and so I was like, oh, maybe there's a way I can trade for it. And they wanted me to do some work around their house, and at first I was like, oh, that's perfect. And so I ended up taking the keyboard, and I was planning on doing the stuff, but A, it ended up being just, like, way, way more than I expected it to be. And I would basically need, like, a crew to do it, and I didn't want to do that much work. Um, The work, yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to do that much work. And, and, you know, they they were saying that, like, if it was more than the, the thing was worth, they'd pay me for it but it was just like i mean it would it would have been like a tremendous project for me and um and it and it would have costed thousands of more dollars than the keyboard oh yeah it was like a yeah it was probably like a five ten thousand dollar (laughs) project it was like a lot of shit Mm. and um it it, like I said, it would have required me to hire a a crew which gets into like a lot of legality issues and all kinds of shit it's just like is way way more than I was willing to take on, but I mean they they weren't using the keyboard at all, so I just had the keyboard um, for a while, and then I got the hernia, and at first I was like, well maybe we I can do some of this stuff, and not others, but after I got the hernia, I was like, all right, like this is, it's not good for me to do solo shit like this, and I don't know if this is gonna be a good idea for me to take on. Um. But they they were just like, yeah, once you get your surgery, maybe you can rethink it and stuff. So I had the keyboard for a long time, but it was sitting out in the living room of my old apartment, and I didn't really want to play it. Um, I was really resistant to, to getting down into it. I didn't understand the thing. There was a lot of buttons and shit on there. It was cool. I could see. And not only that, but you also had like a super weird and contentious like roommate big time roommate situation that yeah I was gonna I was gonna gloss over that for like the most part <laughs> but yeah like <laughs> like yeah, it, it, having it in the living room 
doesn't help with the resistance. Yes, it, it was just like it was like a bad vibe there. Um, but now it's it's in my room and in our place, our own place, and I decided like I'm you know what I'm gonna buckle down and and try this thing out. And I, through producing the podcast, I've gotten more and more interested in audio production, and I've been reading and researching about it and trying to learn more about the subject um, with the thought that, hey, you know, maybe maybe there could be a profession in here for me. And the keyboard provided me with a an outlet to explore that in a big way. But when I first like started playing around with it as I was telling you Hank um and you actually like when I sent you the picture of it you were like oh yeah that's so it looks a little on the older side but it seems like a, a pretty nice piece I didn't realize at all just how incredible this thing was because it's just like in my mind it was just like oh yeah it's a it's basically a, a piano that can make some different sounds when you press the keys and it is way way more than that and after i i recently actually to finish up the story like i um of of getting the thing i just talked to the guy um who i got it from bo's dad and i was just like hey man i can't take on the project the surgery didn't go well. I really don't want to don't want to deal with this. So, how about I just buy the keyboard from you? And he was like, "Yeah, absolutely." So, I bought the keyboard from him, and um, he mentioned h- how much he bought it for, which is like twenty four hundred dollars. And I looked it up more, and I talked to a couple people who were like more knowledgeable about these setups than I am, and they're like, "Oh, that's a really nice piece. Like that's a." professional level stage piece and yeah so hilariously so this is what i have is a it's a roland rd 700 gx and it's there's like three or four different ones in this series of of keyboards and the gx is like i think like the the second to newest may i think there might be a a more an even newer one but there's like the nx the gx and the sx or maybe the other way around the sx the gx and the nx but um the gx was like the the second to um to newest one that i could find in that particular series so it's not like super old and outdated but it's not the it's not by any means the newest model or anything like that i forget exactly when it came out but i think it was like the mid to late 2000s well needless to say instead of starting with like just some shitty rinky dink keyboard which you thought you started with you actually ended up getting a super high quality (laughs) like top of the line stage keyboard uh, from a few years back that has mind-boggling capabilities. I mean, dude, you can you can use that thing as a MIDI controller. You can you can do so much on yeah. that. It's 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 literally it's insane, and it's like so far beyond what you thought you were signing up for at the time. Yeah, 
but now it's actually really interesting because it's very it has a lot of the capabilities for stuff that you have become more interested in since you bought the keyboard because initially you just wanted to learn piano right but now you're getting more interested in in production and in like music theory in general right yes and the 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 crazy thing to me was like you were saying like just how how much capability this thing has um dale bo's dad he was saying like oh yeah we like he got it for like a like a church worship crew basically and it was in in their mind it was like oh yeah we're gonna try and get like the nicest live thing and so they they looked up what would be the nicest piece in that range and they spent the money on this super super nice thing and it turns out that nobody could fucking figure out how to use it because it's like it was way beyond the capabilities of anybody like it was like somebody who was like oh yeah i'm, I'm looking to play the piano for a live thing and instead they ended up getting right. this like basically like like music making machine in, in in the you know the keyboard part of it the piano part of it is kind of it's, it's literally just the tip of the iceberg like that's just a very yeah. basic functionality and that's how you use the tools in the thing but there it it has the capability of creating literally creating music it's it, you can use it as is like a player piano pretty much and you can change up all the different things there's hundreds of different arpeggio rhythm tone um beat settings all these different things that you can mess around with and it has these things called setups and you can make up to a hundred different setups and each setup can have up to four tone zones which is like each every time you strike a key on the piano it can have up to four different sounds come out of it and some of them are like really quick transient sounds like like a normal like piano strike like or even a percussion sound and then some of them are like sustained sounds that don't have any transient and are, are just like when you strike the key it just plays this like long note that just stays or even like warbles a little bit up and down or something like that so in that way you can build up this whole soundscape of different tones yeah just from pressing like two or three keys on the on the keyboard and with the um would you call it an arpeggiator it's such a fucking cool word yeah arpeggiate it has an arpeggiator <laughs> which means essentially means that it will there's all these different settings for the arpeggiator but depending on the setting it will play a series of notes up and down a a chord uh you know a, a chord note group or a, i don't even know what the what the nomenclature to use would be but yeah you could just say generally it's like a series of of uh scale tones or chord tones like usually 
it's going to be based on a chord, like the very simple arpeggiators, but some of the more complex ones will use more notes in the scale. Yeah. And I know that this one does is get pretty complex. Like one of the ones I set up is, um, I actually had a lot of fun setting this one up because I always wanted to have like a good, I've always loved metal and, and like heavy rock guitar. So I used to have an electric guitar and I always wanted that thing to like play that sound, that sound. And I had this like cheapo amp and it, it, it couldn't do it. Like the distortion was all fucked up. <laughs> and I was super disappointed where like I, I'd play the note and it would be like this flat, you know, it was just terrible. And um, so I, I decided to try and make that distorted guitar sound on this thing and i made one that sounded way better than my old guitar hilariously um and i set up uh an arpeggio for it and it's not it's not like what you would think of as like an up and down on the chord like it, it repeats certain notes it goes up and down and then in the background there's a second arpeggio so it's like a dual thing with one being louder than the other so it has, and this is just one of the mm. like dozens upon dozens of, if not hundreds of patterns that you can set in this arpeggiator. And by like playing that in, in sequence in like basically a basic chord progression, you just do like G, A, C, A, G, A, C, A. And you can just create this like basically a song. And with the the rhythm part, it, it has lots of like drum patterns, so you can create a whole song where it's not playing a song that is pre pre programmed or something like that. Like you're making the music, but it's it's kind of like making music with the biggest of training wheels on. But it's it's so fun because there's just there's infinite capability with it literally infinite capability yeah dude it's something that i've been thinking about and noticing with music that's so so funny is because you know like even like the guitar it's fucking infinite yeah like it's infinitely infinite and it's it's already infinite complexity and but then with something like this keyboard like you even if it was just a piano it's infinite right but you have all of these stacking parameters like you have it's basically it gives you the ability to kind of arrange and produce um you know more than one instrument at a time basically each of which is infinitely complex in how you can um affect it yeah with different effects and with modulation and uh these different tools like arpeggiators and and i mean it's just it's so it's so fun and interesting and um yeah it's 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 cool that you like Cause to me it seems what, cause what you're, f 
in this conversation, like you've been focusing mostly on like the capabilities of the keyboard and it's been interesting that like, so what started out as like, oh, I want to learn piano, like that's still there. But I can see that like based on what you've been focusing on, you're much more interested in the actual production aspect and like the wider scope of the music itself versus like specifically learning how to play piano. Yes. Yeah. The, the piano is really cool and sorry. It's like, obviously I want to learn it as an instrument because it's just like a gateway into being able to make music, but I don't need to be, uh, uh, some kind of like fancy jazz pianist that is, you know, busting out crazy solos and doing all kinds of like intense um, work with the keys, and uh, like uh, that 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 doesn't really call to me. Um, the reason, the main reason why I want to learn the piano side of things is kind of like what you were you were talking to me about um outside the cast here um like if if i was to just be in the computer and like clicking a mouse and like okay i can take this beat this pre-recorded beat and line it up here and then i can take this particular song melody and line it up here and change like i can potentially do yeah and draw in yeah. the midi notes yeah the, i can potentially the do the same thing that I'm doing in this keyboard, but I don't know. There's there, it, it doesn't work the same way for me. And I know it doesn't work the same way for you. Like there's something yeah. much more, um, real concrete. It's, it's almost hard to describe, but like it, it allows it's analog, honestly, yeah. like it's the, it's the tactile experience of like pushing the pushing. button and turning yeah. the knob, dude. And I love turning the changes knobs. in real time. <laughs> Fucking yes, it's huge. Dude. I love turning. I, knobs. I don't get kids Clicking these mouse. days, dude. Kids these days, they'll fucking make a whole song on the computer with nothing, just a mouse. They'll click everything in, all the knobs, all the faders. It's all just with the mouse. The same click, the same noise, the same feel. Oh, I can't stand. Uh, it. <laughs> uh, it's it's like a. <laughs> It's, no, it's. I mean, it's fine, like but it's like sentence. there's something that's so. Yeah, there's something so satisfying about that tactile. Yeah, the turning of the knob, the flipping of the switch, the pressing of the button. Like it's. I don't know, man. There's something really, really valuable there for me, and it also, like, I mean, I have a lot to learn in when it comes to being in the DAW and the different capabilities there. And you have to spend time in that if you're going to be doing any yeah. kind of like mixing and mastering for sure. Um, yeah. But at the same time, like, yeah, basically I'm, I'm trying to get my setup to where I'm doing as much in, in like an analog style, even though, you know, I'm using a MIDI keyboard. So it's still like controlling parameters digitally you know, it's not like a fucking yeah. tube amp that I like hardware. It's actually digital, but it has the analog feel of the knobs and the switches and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, I, but I think that's important just for everybody to like, 
whatever their creative process is to understand like what is important and like another thing i think i've talked about this before but like it's super important in terms of like the environment design like so you mentioned before like the the keys were in the living room in your like bad vibes yeah shared space and you feel like very uncomfortable on the instrument so it's like it's just not a good good spot to like just be creative and feel like a child and just like explore no. um but and there's also yeah there we tapestry. go nice and um but but there's also these other elements you know depending on what you're going for but like reducing reducing anything like get, trying to remove anything that's going to get in the way anything that resistance can process. latch itself so like, on to exactly so and i'll use the opposite example of this is like so if there's something that you don't want to do like let's say you want to like watch tv less by introducing a factor that makes it more difficult to watch tv you're going to be less likely to do it so if you unplug it when you're done it's like now you've introduced an extra step uh which will like inhibit you from doing that habit in the future if that's something you don't want to do but the same yeah idea works in reverse for whatever you're trying to do creatively so it's like if if you want to play piano every day then don't have it in a fucking case in the closet so you have to fucking pull it out every time you want to use it and set yeah. it up and plug it in like when you have an idea like your the idea is going to be gone by the time you finish yeah. setting everything up right yeah uh and like so that's that actually bothers that me I with really my painting would recommend like, for people yeah like like how much i have to do really hurt harms me with painting of like all right, I got it. You know, I've got the canvas there, but I've got to get out my palette. I've got to get out the painting, the colors. I've got to get out my cup of water. I've got to get out the brushes that I want to use. I've got to get out a, a cloth to wash the brushes off on. And I've got to set it all up to where I can hold the painting and access the paints and stuff. It, it's just like there's a lot of steps to get into it. And that's actually one thing I really appreciate about this thing is that like I can walk past it and it's been it's been like it's been calling to me dude I walk past it and it's just like me <laughs> and all I got to do is press one if, you know if it's, it's the on button you're going to love this the on button it's not a it's not a button you push it's actually a switch you flip oh is it a switch oh, it's a you oh. flip the switch Dude, that is honestly one of the most underrated <laughs> things ever. The fucking on switch. And it's a heavy switch. It's a heavy oh, switch I with like a curved profile. You can feel it on the back. You can Dude, feel your exactly. finger just like boom. Uh, yeah. Oh, and I, did, I, I, I didn't mention this. I know that I've told you this, but I didn't mention this before. But it's got weighted keys too. 
Yeah, that makes a huge so difference. So it's just like everything about it, the whole thing has a great feel to it. And like to me the the con- the idea of making music on my computer, you know, I I want to work with music on the computer um in the same way I do with the podcast, but like it's it's been so much more enjoyable for me to try and and make the actual stuff on this beautiful device that I can do all this analog stuff mm. on. I can I'm definitely an analog man. And um you know, I Yeah, I think we're we're pretty much the last the last generation that like gives a shit. <laughs> the last about of the analog, Mohicans dude. on the, analog shit. <laughs> pretty much, dude. I mean, as far as I've seen, like people younger than us, it starts to just be like they're fucking making music on their iPhone, dude. Like they're fucking. Bro, I, you know, even not just with music. Like the fact that I actually paint with colors and brushes and stuff, it's like a novelty to a lot of people. They're like, "Oh, you, you painted right. that? You like, like with with paint and brushes? What? Like everybody's doing right. digital stuff nowadays." It's like, I'm I'm like I'm yeah. I'm, I'm like a, a relic of the past doing actual painting. It's so funny, dude. I kind of feel like that with with my music too. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. like it's like, oh, you like write songs and play You're guitar. Like, guitar? do people do that anymore? Oh. Like, I thought it was just <laughs> fucking tropical house and fucking trap beats and shit. <laughs> like. Yeah, with with me, not like, that I have anything keyboard, against that, but with with this keyboard, I feel I literally feel like I'm ste- I'm like sitting in front of like a portal or something like that, like a magic portal into the into the music realm, and it's like this is fucking dude. You are that's the yeah, thing. Like this is like the most amazing futuristic technology. And you know, there's there's people over here with their their keyboards and mouses, like you fucking old man. <laughs> that's that's old hat. That's that's outdated, bro. I can do I can do all of that on my fucking QWERTY keyboard, dude. Like literally yeah. on the keys, on I, I can the do laptop. That on my like phone. there's there's a lot of people that work with that. <laughs> uh, no, like you can actually pull up the piano roll, like and play on oh, your yeah. your keyboard on your laptop. Like it's it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess that's at least a little better than fucking clicking everything in. I I don't know. Some people are cool with it, but I, for some reason, I just I need to have that. There's a like a real time response, you know. If if you're click you if you're clicking everything in and moving it around, and then you go back and you listen to it, and then you know it's like it's a two step process instead of just like you just play it. There, there is. And you hear it at the same time. There's also. Um, I've been reading about this. I love this. There's also an actual difference between like digitally recorded and manipulated sound and analog sound, and I'm sure you know about this. Oh yeah, um, that's yeah, that's uh. So there's a protocol called MIDI. Yeah. Which, essentially, it just stores. I don't I'm not super technical with this but essentially these it files digitizes. store a bunch of metadata about the notes so it's like 
it's like at this time this pitch is played at this um velocity so like that's like how hard you press the key uh, and then you can store a bunch of other shit about it with automation and all this different kind of stuff. But essentially, it's like, at this time, this pitch of note is played at this velocity for this long. And the thing that's cool with MIDI is, since you're only storing that information, the MIDI files are extremely small. Like, on the level of, like, kilobytes. Yeah. Like, they're tiny, tiny files. And then what you do is in the in the DAW, like in your um, digital audio workstation, you assign an instrument to those values. So like you will assign th those MIDI notes to a specific um, instrument patch. Yeah. And then it'll like, so you can, so you can, and it's really nice too, because you can, change the instrument on the fly like you can try one instrument and have all the same notes and velocity and all that information is stored and you're like ah, i don't really like that instrument and you just ch you can just change it to another one uh versus with analog like you're actually you're like recording the sound waves so it's like yeah you can't just change that into another instrument you can manipulate the sound in all kinds of different ways but you kind of have the bass is like more set. Um, yeah, and, I need to get some MIDI cables. But there are for some things. Thing. Yeah, there, there, there are some things though too with MIDI like, and this is like getting a little bit into the weeds, so I'll just not go too much in here. But there is something where, like, because it's all programmed in. If you play something with MIDI on a specific instrument, it might sound really good. But then if you decide, oh, I want a different instrument, it won't sound the same. Even though it has the same metadata and everything, it just because of the way the instrument patch Man. is like, or like the, the, uh, the virtual instrument is coded basically so like it'll just yeah, not the nature sound. of it yeah there's like some subtle things might be there a little that little sharper a little flat or a little tone off well it, it won't be it won't have any problems with pitch it'll be more so uh like the dynamics will be different so like the, vo the velocity values will sound different on different gotcha. instruments and stuff like that so literally like little things dynamically that that can cause like small issues but that's kind of the give and take because you also have so much more flexibility with the sound like the final sound um, yeah so that's kind of yeah in, in one of those in the weeds things but i think i don't know maybe little tidbits like that people will find interesting who knows well, hopefully, because this you, is a tidbit episode. Do, so. I think I may, I think I may literally title it tidbits. Um, but yeah, I, tidbits and reflections. <laughs> tidbits and reflections. <laughs> we did a tiny bit of reflecting. I, I thought. I mean, the full our whole half out first half hour was reflection. You may have forgotten the full the full fir the first half hour was fucking banter, dude. I was talking about the podcast. 
Um, but no, we were we were shooting the shit for a while before we got into that. But that's okay. I think um, I, I think we we reflected sufficiently. Unless you've got more to say about reflections, <laughs> me. Well, I was actually a little bit curious because you, I, I was, I wanted to ask you actually because you mentioned uh, that you have a completely different set of um, expectations, fears, goals, that kind of thing, and we talked a little bit about some of it, but I was, I wanted to ask you about your fears. My fears, oh, my fears. Yeah, how has that changed from when we started um, to now? So I think... If at all. So it has changed. So when I first, when we first started, my biggest fears were that, um, that I would not be able to stick with it that I would not be able to keep up with the necessary discipline that it would take to do something regularly because as an avid podcast listener I just know that like if you're if you're like all over the place on your schedule unless you're like super fucking popular and on point it's just it's not going to work that well like there's a few podcasts that I listen to that have like schedules that are very sporadic but it's because they they do like four hour deep dive episodes or something like that like the fall of civilizations podcast that i talked about a while back you know they just came out with a new episode Mm -hmm. first new one that i've seen i'm pretty sure over a year and they don't have very many episode episodes excuse me um but each episode is like a documentary essentially it's like a docu-series so if yeah, if you're that kind of thing where you're doing like a whole production that's hours long and people are going to look forward to it, then OK, you can have a sporadic thing and you can kind of hype up the release um, or maybe something like Kurtzkasag. You know, Kurtzkasag doesn't have um, like, oh, yeah, we're going to release a video every week. You know, they they. No. They may go a long They're time without. They're just going for the super high quality yeah. content. They don't and really... then they may have two that come out back to back. But they can yeah. hype it up because they're what they're doing is so good. Um, but I knew that with what we're doing, it would be important to do it on, um, you know, at first we started with a bi-weekly, but I knew it was going to need to go to a weekly basis. Because that's just how a good podcast is. It's just how these banter podcasts work. People aren't going to listen every week. People aren't going to listen. A lot of times people aren't even going to listen most weeks. But they're still going to want to be subscribed. And they're still going to want to listen occasionally. A lot of the podcasts I listen to come out either daily or multiple times a week or every week. And, you know, I'll listen to one out of every five or six. And it doesn't mean yeah you just click on whichever one seems interesting and yeah. that's kind of how we've got this set up too it's like oh that seems interesting I can yeah. check that out and then yeah it's not like a chronological like oh you got to listen to every episode dude we got yeah. a secret fucking yeah like it doesn't really work like or, that yeah or if we did like once a month or something like that like people aren't going to keep up with that it's just it doesn't work that way and 
you know, people aren't looking forward to, you know, people aren't going to get hyped up. Oh, Nate and Hank are going to banter for an hour and a half. Woo! Looking forward to this all fucking six months this took to come out. It's like, no, we got to. So I knew that there needed to be some consistency. And I'd say that was my biggest fear whenever I first went into it. Like, oh, I'm going into something. This is a big commitment. Oh, I'm gonna be, am I going to be able to hold up to my own expectations? And I can proudly say that I have. Um, so I, I busted through that. You actually surpassed your own expectations because <laughs> you kind of expected yourself not to be able to do it, right? I expected myself to fail. Mm. <laughs> you expected yourself to fail. Yes. And you have proven yourself wrong. So I congratulate I've... you for that because we've been pretty damn consistent on this thing. I mean, but pretty what about damn now, is actually an understatement. It's been perfect, literally. Perfect record. Haven't missed, haven't missed it by a single hour yet. So now... My fears. There, there was a time whenever I was a little worried about numbers, like you were talking about. And although I still desire a bigger audience, and of course, you know, it'd be great to be a fucking professional, famous podcaster. It'd be great to be a Joe Rogan or a Duncan Trussell or something like that. That that'd be a dream come true. I'm not gonna lie and say that I wouldn't love that to happen. I don't desire that to happen. But I'm not, like, afraid that that won't happen. And I'm not even necessarily afraid that I mm. won't be, like, able to make money to a substantial degree off of this. I'm not afraid of that. Um, the reason yeah. why I feared the numbers thing was because I know that if you don't have enough people, then you won't we won't be able to do the community thing that we want to do and so yeah. that's that's um that I was uh, I was a little worried about but I've gotten through that because simply because people like it like we don't have the numbers yet that I um think is necessary for that kind of full community engagement but I think the 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 uh potential is there because people enjoy it the people who do listen to the cast even though it's not a huge number like people like it they keep coming back and so it's just kind of like a proof of concept thing of hey you know if we can get this out there we can get we can build this community that we want to build we can encourage people in the way that we want to encourage people we can connect people together the way that we want to and you know it is a possible goal um and so that that is the the second big fear that I got through. Now I'd say the big fear that grips me on a weekly basis um, is the fear of quality consistency, because I, mm. um, you know, I have a high standard of of quality that I want to put into the podcast. And sometimes it's it's difficult to achieve that standard. Sometimes it's literally impossible to achieve that standard just based on the recordings. Mm. And that's right. and, and so I've had to I've had to think of like, okay, 
this is a a goal to uh, to reach for each podcast and if i don't hit that goal or if I, it's impossible to hit that goal it's not the end of the world i haven't like completely yeah. fucked everything up i'm not a bad producer i'm not a bad podcaster just because one episode doesn't hit that standard that i'm trying to reach for um yeah and that's p- part of the nature of this the tone of the podcast and the thing the why because we're not kurskasakt we're not yeah fucking they got a team empires like we're we're yeah we're 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 we're, we're, we're talking we're exploring and yeah and we'll hope i mean i think in the future we'll have some more three-man shows and i mean i mean hopefully we get some some um some lovely ladies who want to come and talk with us too because i've you know, I've, we, I, uh, I do most have of some our community people, so far has been uh like male friends they've seemed people, to be slightly got, more interested in what we're talking about i've got some female guests <laughs> in the works as we speak two already um one of them is uh the uh, the yoga instructor I've been working with, who's been giving me private instruction uh, once or twice a month, trying uh, to help me like rehab from the surgery and like since the hernia didn't get fixed, trying to like like work with some more, um, you know, core strength, um, spinal realignment, things like this to try and uh, mitigate the issues that are caused by that, and she is already talked talk to me about it she's up to coming on the podcast i've just got to work things out just been a little busy lately and i've got to work out um how to get her in the same room with me so i need to get another mic but i've got that uh her coming on and then um i'm also going to get bo's wife lauren on who is an incredible person and uh so i've, I've got some females to come on I think I'm gonna try to convince my girlfriend <laughs> to come on one of these days too. She's she's been warming up to the idea. All right, there you have it, folks. We are diversifying our guests in the coming months, and you have now heard a little bit of us fucking around, reflecting on the last year. You've heard a little bit of the pains that we go through to to bring to you this lovely piece of ear candy every single week. We are so damn grateful that you are here with us right now, even though for you or for me it's the future, but for you it's now. And we love you so much. Thank you so much for all of your support in this endeavor so far. It's been so fucking fun, so gratifying. I am blown away at how amazing this journey has been and i'm so looking forward to continuing it with all of you and most of all my beloved co-host nate you're fucking awesome i love you and we are out (laughs) see you later There you have it, everybody. 
Thank you so much once again for tuning on in. If you would like to support the podcast, feel free to check out some of the links in the description of the episode. But at the end of the day, we just appreciate that you are here with us listening. So our sincere thanks. Have a great day or night, and we will catch you in the next episode.